We three kings of Orionar, bearing gifts we traverse so far, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. And so begins that carol we just sang, and we sing each year. The song, of course, refers to Matthew's account of the Magi, who Matthew says came from the east to Jerusalem. And when they got to Jerusalem, they began asking, Where is this one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. And Matthew records that they continued to follow the star until it stopped over the house where the child was. And he tells us, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold and incense and myrrh, which we now know from history are gifts that were reserved for royalty. So while they fully didn't fully really understand who Jesus was, they did somehow understand that he was a king and worthy of worship, and so they brought him gifts befitting the king. So, each year around this time, Christians around the world turn their eyes toward what they imagine to be the manger, which as we've talked about before, probably didn't look anything like that. It was probably a cave. But nevertheless... We imagine that manger and we sing songs written about that glorious moment when God stepped into our world, became one of us, to live with us, to teach us, and then to give his life that we might have the debt of our sin paid. And we use this time to give gifts to one another. It's a very special time of the year when we remember the sweet and wonderful story of Jesus coming into our world to save us. Of course, uh, we don't really know for sure when this happened. It's not recorded for us. Uh, The early Christians apparently, at least from what we see in Scripture, didn't celebrate Christmas as we do. It apparently began uh, later in history. And what we do know is that the date was set by uh, the Roman Catholic Church way, way back. It was set to coincide with a pagan uh, celebration that happened on the 25th of December. The reason being, if if we as Christians have celebrate the birth of Christ on the date that they celebrate their uh, event, then, then maybe it'll be easier for them to be drawn in to this season, to this time, to this remembrance. At any rate, it's now our tradition. December 25th, the day we celebrate as the birth of Jesus Christ. And the day we follow the lead of the wise men and bring gifts. Of course, now the wise men, they brought gifts to Jesus, and we bring gifts to one another. This morning, I want to consider with you the idea of giving gifts to Jesus. 
And the question I want each of us to ask ourselves this morning is this. What gifts will I give Jesus? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again we thank you for this time that we have set aside to remember the birth of your Son. Remember you stepping into our world and becoming one of us. Father, it's a, it's a beautiful story and we're touched by it each and every year. But I ask you, Father, to help us this morning to come to terms with what it means to give gifts to Jesus. The wise men gave gifts not really understanding who he was, but we know you have taught us, you have shown us. And so we, Father, we want to bring the gifts that you desire. Help us to understand what those are this morning. And we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Now, as you contemplate that question that I gave to you, some things that might come across your mind are, well, I want to give Jesus my heart. I want to give him my life. I want to give him my money. I want to give him my love. I want to give Jesus my devotion. I want to give my him my commitment. I want to give him my time. And I would hope that all these things are things that we truly do, do give. That we do truly recognize that he is the Lord of our life, the King of our heart. But I want to suggest to you some gifts that I know without question he wants us to give. And how do I know this? Because he told us. And I want you to listen. This is something we've talked about before. The passage of scripture I'm going to read is going to be familiar because I refer to it quite often. But I want us to look at it again because these are truly representative of the gifts that he wants us to give. So if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 25 beginning at verse 31. Jesus is teaching, and he says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and the, all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in the heavenly glory. All the, all the nations will gather before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will say to the sheep on his right, he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? 
When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. If we are doing things like this for others, Jesus says we're doing it for him. He is honored. He is worshipped. When we give these gifts to others. So, these things that he describes here, they're representative of the gifts that he wants us to give. Let me share five with you. These things that he talked about there in Matthew 25 are representative of these five things. He wants us to give him the gift of compassion. Compassion is what you give to those who are downtrodden, to those who are lonely, to those who feel hopeless. Compassion is what you give to those who are hurting, to those who are mistreated. Compassion is what you give to those who are struggling with life, who are trying to cope, but struggling. But also, compassion is what you give to those who are where they are because of the decisions they've made, the bad decisions, the mistakes that they have made, and who are now dealing with the consequences of their mistakes. They too should receive our compassion. Instead of turning our backs on them, we should reach out to them with compassion. Think about it. Isn't that what Jesus did for us? The Bible says that we were his enemies. Yet, he had compassion on us. And he reached out to us. He cared for us. He did not turn his back on us. We were his enemies by the choices of our lives and the decisions that we make. By the sin in our lives, we are his enemies. And yet, he reached out in compassion to us. When we reach out to another human being with compassion, we are reaching out to Jesus. The gift of compassion touches not only the person we reach out to, it touches Jesus. It is compassion. It is an act of worship. Because when we are doing what Jesus would do, what we are saying is, I love you. I want to be like you. That is worship, and it is our gift to Jesus. Another gift he seeks, service. Service is an act of selflessness, where we serve one someone else instead of ourselves. Now, the world around us, people around us, Pretty much self-centered. Most people are focused on themselves. They're focused on their wants, their needs, their dreams, 
their goals, their plans, their lives. But the person who has a servant heart sees the needs of others and sets aside or postpones their wants in order to help someone else achieve their wants and their needs and their dreams and their goals and their plans. Isn't that what Jesus did? He set aside the privilege of being God in order to serve us. He said, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. When we set aside our wants to serve others, to help them achieve, we are being like Jesus. It is an act of worship. Because when we are doing what Jesus would do, we are saying, I love you. I want to be like you. And that is worship. And it is our gift to Jesus. Another gift he desires is kindness. Remember all these things he said there in Matthew, they're all representative of this compassion, service, kindness. It is a fruit of the Spirit of Christ living in us. And when we show it to others, we touch their lives with the heart of Christ. Kindness, now, is not just being nice. Many people are nice who are truly not kind. <laughs> Kindness is an attitude of the heart which demonstrates itself in actions toward others. Kindness is not an action which expects reciprocation. You are not kind in hopes that someone will be kind to you. You are not kind to make yourself look good. You are not kind to mask your true feelings. Kindness is an attitude that flows freely without expectation goes freely from your heart. It is, a, it is an attitude that doesn't depend on the actions or the lack of actions of anyone else. Kindness is its own reward. When we feel good on the inside, or we will feel good on the inside when we are kind because it is a reflection of Jesus living in us. Kindness is an act of worship. Because when we are doing what Jesus would do, we are saying to him, I love you. I want to be like you. That is worship. And it is our gift to Jesus. Another gift he desires is forgiveness. Forgiveness is letting go of that which we have the right to hold on to. Listen to this. 
when we are wronged, when we are intentionally hurt, when we are abused, when we are mistreated, when we are unfairly treated, we have the right to hold it against someone. We have the right to take advantage, to take revenge, rather. We have the right to wish the worst for that person. We have the right to hold it against them. We have the right to hope that they get what they deserve. But is that what Jesus did? He was sinned against. He was mistreated. He was abused. He was hurt, both emotionally and physically. He was accused. He was condemned to die. He could have taken revenge. He could have held it against mankind. He could have made sure that we all got what we deserved. But Jesus forgave us. Even hanging on the cross, looking down on the soldiers who gambled for his garments, he said to the Father, Forgive them, for they do not know what they do. You see, forgiveness is an act of worship because we are doing what Jesus would do. We are saying to him, I love you. I want to be like you. That is worship. And it is our gift to Jesus. And finally, the gift he desires is love. It is the ultimate expression of Christ-likeness. It is the essence of who God is. The Bible says to us, God is love. And if we are to be like Him, we will love. To love, to love our fellow man, whether they love us or not, whether they care about us or not, whether they are good to us or not. To love them is to be like Christ. To love is worship. Because when we are doing what Jesus would do, we are saying to Jesus, I love you. I want to be like you. That is worship, and it is our gift to Jesus. It is Christmas. It is the season of giving. <coughs> but I would submit to you that every day is a day in which we should be giving gifts to Jesus. So let us give him the gift of worship each and every day of our lives by showing compassion to others, by serving others, by showing kindness to others, by forgiving others, by loving others. <coughs>
The wise men brought gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh, gifts worthy of a king. Let us make our gifts worthy of our Savior. Let us worship him by living as he lived, by doing as he did. Let us give ourselves to others, for when we do, we are giving gifts to Jesus. Let's pray. (coughs) Heavenly Father, we want to give you gifts, the gifts you desire. And while we enjoy each year at this time giving gifts to one another, what we truly want, surely, is to give the gifts to you that you desire. Help us to show compassion. Help us to serve others. Help us to show kindness. Help us to forgive. Help us to love. That we might be like Jesus. That it might be our worship, that it might be our gift to Jesus. And we ask it in his name. Amen. We're going to be singing our song of dedication, I Surrender All. Stand. week in the coming months coming years surrender all to him give him those gifts that he wants let's close with our closing song family of god